Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hello, hello, guys. If you're new here, I am your host, Sif, and I am so stoked that you've tuned in. So today's episode is with Joanna Vargas. So before I started this podcast, I have I had this like list of dream guests. And I've talked about this list before because I've had a number of people on that list on, and it's always been a really fulfilling moment when I have had a chance to have them on. So Joanna Vargas was on that list. She, if you don't know her, is a celebrity um, esthetician she is known to have like the most magical facials and skincare products, which I have had a chance to experience myself. The skincare products, I mean, not her facials yet, but I'm going soon. I'm going to book it. But her skincare products are incredible. She is so full of knowledge and she is, she does wonders for people. So I was always really excited to speak to her. I always wanted to, and I was really, really happy that we could make this work. It took a lot of finagling because both our schedules are packed, but we got down to it and it is a great interview packed with information on skincare. Like I cannot even tell you, we talk about the latest technologies that I didn't even know existed. Like I had no idea that we'd come so far in the skincare realm that like you could essentially like really address aging without even Botox or fillers or anything like that. So it's a great interview. Of course, we get into things that you can do at home, the building blocks of good skincare, literally A to Z on skin. Before we get into the episode, let's discuss this week's hot tip. So I'm actually going to recommend a book, which I feel like everyone should read. So if you're anything like me, which I know some of you are, are at least, finances may not be your strong suit. It's always been something that's really intimidated me. I don't know why, like Nish is really good at it. And so I've just always kind of relied on him to take care of finances in general. But, you know, I'm someone who's really into optimization. And one day I was just like, well, fuck, this is bullshit. Like I should know how to deal with money, just like I know how to deal with every other area of my life. So I picked up this book from Ramit. It's called, I will teach you how to be rich. And it is essentially a millennial's guide to managing money. It's so actionable, so easy. He just makes it 
really, really digestible, which is not something I've ever really dealt with when I've tried to like learn about finances. I think it was just always because I was really, really bad at math when I was growing up. And it's always something that's intimidated me. But anytime I've gone into looking into finances, investing, savings, all of these like areas, it's been very unclear and kind of like gone over my head. So this is a book that I recommend to everyone. I feel like it just, it goes beyond even just the kind of methodology of finances. It goes around like how to think of money and you just learn a lot from him. I actually was like, Nish was the first one who brought up Ramit to me. He found Ramit's work like a few years ago and it was really helpful to him. I never really looked into his work at all until just a few months back. And I I just, I can't stop recommending this book. It's just, it's really, really, really good. I, I finished it in like three days, highly recommend. And I feel like no matter how educated you are about finances, you will likely learn something from this book. So I have gotten really excited about investing <laughs> since I read this book, which is actually saying a lot because, you know, numbers are not my strong suit, but it really is an actionable book and I couldn't recommend it enough. And before we get into the show, one last thing, I'm going to read out a review from Fit For Me by Courtney. And she says, so inspiring and uplifting, such a feel-good, motivating and inspiring show. Discovered it through Jordana of iHeart Nutrition and will definitely be listening to more. Well, Thank you, Courtney. I am so glad you found the podcast through Jordana. If you guys haven't heard that episode, it's just a few episodes back. Jordana is one of my best friends. She's an incredible nutritionist and I'm glad people enjoyed that episode. If you haven't yet, please, please, please take a second to rate and review the show. Honestly, it really does mean the world. All you have to do is scroll down a little bit on your Apple podcast app. You may just have it open right now and scroll down to the bottom of the show. There's an area there where you can rate the show, leave it a review. Please go ahead and do that. It would mean the world to me. It helps get it in front of other people who could really use the information. And it helps me understand what you love about the show, what you want to see more of. And I love hearing from you. Also to thank you for leaving a review. I am giving away five beauty boxes worth $500 each. These beauty boxes really have my favorite things in it. Best of hair care, skin care, beauty, like makeup products, everything. I think you guys will love it. So if you haven't read yet, all you have to do to win is rate and review the show, follow me on Instagram and tell me what you love about the show. And that's it. You'll be entered to win. With that, let's say hi to Joanna Vargas. So the first question I love to ask my guests, because this is the Dream Bigger podcast after all, is what was your big dream when you were growing up? I think growing up, I always had sort of a a passion for beauty and fashion. I honestly didn't know that there was any career uh, to be had in beauty. So I used to like collect Vogue magazines, like they were, you know, art books. And I had like stacks of them in my bedroom And I had models that I thought were my favorite. And my head was always in a magazine looking at the pictures. And at one point I, you know, I started to take pictures myself. So I really, I thought I'd become a fashion photographer. That was sort of like what that grew into. Wow. So then how did it evolve into beauty? Like, like 
how did you even get into skincare? I know it's a winding road. So I, I went to college. Photography was one of my majors. I left college to move to New York city and I really came to New York with the intention of getting into the fashion industry. Um, and I kind of was dabbling in some assisting Mm -hmm. and I just realized really quickly that I wasn't really good at being a freelancer. I was really shy. I had a hard time even speaking up for myself when I was in my early twenties. So I kind of decided to go to aesthetic school with a friend of mine, just as a way, like maybe I would become a makeup artist. And when I was in aesthetic school, I fell in love with like the whole idea of taking care of somebody, that one-on-one figuring out the puzzle of somebody's skin. You know, makeup was included in that in in my licensing. So I did take a, a lot of hours of makeup classes, but it wasn't where I found my my passion lay. So I when I graduated, I I came out of school. I gave myself a year to try aesthetics out to see if I liked it. That was over 20 years ago. I really felt like I just dug into that concept of I just really wanted to take care of my clients and be that friend in their life that would be supportive and give them more confidence and would really help them, you know, grow to love themselves. Back then, what was the landscape like in this kind of industry? Was it, you know, was it common knowledge to take care of your skin? Like what was, what were things like? It was, you know, the age of the dinosaur. So it was like, (laughs) (laughs) so like everybody got the same facial, no matter what place you went to, it was like a glycolic peel and a cleanse. And I remember the first training session I had, the esthetician was like, oh my God, you have the worst skin, but I'm going to take care of it for you. And that was sort of like the vibe, you know, like kind of, you know, you're a wreck, but I'm going to fix you. And I felt even at that time, as it turns out, A, I discovered I'm wildly allergic to glycolic acid. And every time I got training facials, I would wind up with cystic acne all over my face. And, oh my God. And like, of course they were like better out than in your skin is purging. Like, you know, and I was, I didn't know they knew. So I did that a couple of times and I realized that I'm allergic to this. I'm not going to do this anymore. It's so funny. So I was just reading Matthew McConaughey's book and Uh there is like a chapter about like how when he was younger, his mom was selling oil of mink and she told him to put it on his face and he had like this situation happen where it was like (laughs) cystic acne and the like the salespeople were always like, oh no, no, you're just purging. You're purging like better out than in and like it never healed and it was cystic acne. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if I kept on getting glycolic peels, that would just be my new life. And that was really actually the first time that it made me think that, you know, there wasn't one formula for every skin. And, you know, again, back in, and this is like late nineties, early two thousands, I felt like all the clients were the same type of client. The beauty world didn't feel like it was made for everybody and me included you know, I wanted to kind of dive deeper into that concept. And so, you know, throughout that, those beginning years of my career, I, I worked at a lot of different places to try to learn like, okay, what, 
what are the building blocks or what do we have in common and what makes us unique and trying to figure out just how to be better for my clients. You know, what's good for your skin isn't necessarily what's going to be good for my skin. So why are we giving the same facial to everybody? And really that was also the dawn of, you know, Botox had just become FDA approved for Mm -hmm. uh, use for anti-aging purposes. It was, you know, people were sneaking and using it before that time, but then like everybody started getting Botox and then everybody started doing filler and, and the beauty industry was very much all about like everybody was doing the same thing, client to client, yeah. whether you were, you know, you're my, my client or there was a 73 year old, everybody was doing the same stuff. Everybody wanted La Mer, you know, and it clearly wasn't working for everybody. So really, mm-hmm. you know, nobody was interested in, in varying their menu or doing something different. And that's, you know, kind of where I found my way. Hi, I'm Haley Hubbard. Hi, I'm Jessica Diamond. This is our show, Meaningful Living, where we break down the overwhelming amount of parenting, lifestyle, and relationship information into credible and digestible knowledge and tools. Parenting is hard, and the thousands of decisions we're forced to make every day can feel daunting. While we've never had access to so much information, it's never been harder to find the knowledge we need to feel confident in the choices we make. We're sharing completely uncensored information here. It can be messy, but it's always fun and always real. Check out Meaningful Living anywhere you listen to your podcast. It takes a village and we can't wait for you to join ours. So then how did your business take off? Like when you saw this gap, did you start your own practice? What was that whole process like? I was in aesthetics for quite a number of years before I started my own. I mean, I felt like I, I had a lot to learn and I knew I always wanted to start my own, but you know, you want to be your best version of that when you're ready to do it. I really took a few years to, to listen and learn. When I started, I started the first salon with my husband. Really what I decided to lean into were the non-invasive technologies of the time which again, nobody was doing that back then. I had had some friends in Europe, but one person in particular, their mom, I went to visit once and she was getting this treatment done on her body with electric current. And she, she was really funny. And she was like, I hate exercising. I don't like to sweat and I only drink wine and beer. And so, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So she would go every week and have all these electrodes put on and, and, Anyway, I realized that was a type of microcurrent, what she was doing to her body. And she was, she looked beautiful. I mean, she was fab. Mm -hmm. So that really opened my eyes. There was a whole world of beauty outside of New York City or outside of the United States. And I really wanted to tap into what's happening in another country that we don't know about. What can I bring that would be amazing to New York City? And that's when I started really leaning into microcurrent, LED. That's what I started out with. And uh, clients really responded to the idea of maybe holding off on Botox or, or doing it, but still, still doing microcurrent to really make themselves feel like they were doing everything to be glowing and magical in their lives. I love that. So you have a crazy laundry list of clients, like some of the top celebrities in the world. Do you remember like a specific person that kind of put you on the map? There were several people sort of at the same time that kind of helped me. I think just to be clear, I built my business really on word of mouth. And so the celebrity thing really happened because of that. There was a client who 
bought a gift card for her yoga instructor from London, who happens mm-hmm. to be this fabulous celebrity yoga instructor, but I just gave her a great facial and mm-hmm. she wound up telling Rachel Weiss to come. And then Rachel told some other people to come. And I think that was really what happened. Like I, I would just make people feel good. My goal, if you laid down on my table for a facial, uh, my goal at the end of that treatment was to make you feel so good that you had to tell your best friend. And that's really what I did. I mean, we built, my original salon was 290 square feet. It was so tiny that you had to whisper to not have your conversation overheard in the next room. So we've grown from there. I mean, my salon now is 15,000 square feet. So we went from not right away, but we, we grew it. Yeah. We, we grew it because of that, that, that kind of like the beauty of making someone feel that good. That's incredible. Honestly, it's like such a good lesson. And I think it's like one of those things that everyone can like all business owners can take away from this. It really is like treating your customer like an influencer because that's what they are. That's how a business grows. It's just every single person holds so much power and influence. They are your kind of like the people who spread the word. So it's so important. Yeah, I I can tell you, I mean, this was pre- Facebook was just starting and there was no Instagram. So there were no influencers except celebrities and magazines. And I had a little niche of one woman who worked at a big bank who loved me. She literally brought in 20 clients. Those 20 clients also brought in a group of 20. I was doing like basically all of these people that worked together. And that was actually the most valuable help and the most, the most valuable way of growing the business than, than anything else I've ever done was just the purity of that. Yeah. Incredible. So if someone is looking to get really basic with skincare, okay. Like they, I mean, they're just starting from scratch. What are the building blocks they should focus on? Well, I mean, I always really focus on the obvious, not obvious. Like most people don't realize how valuable cleansing their skin at night is or people think it's a throwaway step, even in a facial, the way I train facialists, it's, it's the most important step in, in your at-home routine. You're getting off all of the day off of your face, whether you wear makeup or not, whether you have sunscreen on or not, whether you've left the house or not, you've got to get everything off. Use it as a time, really work the cleanser into your face, massage your face, get the circulation going. And I always encourage clients to like use that moment just to reflect on one great thing about yourself or one great thing you did that day. Because I think we spend a lot of mirror time ripping ourselves to shreds and there is power in the way we think of ourselves. So that's like, that's one major step is cleansing properly and having a positive thought from you to you, sending yourself a little bit of love. Beyond that, like I would encourage, I mean, there there are too many people that I would say couldn't use retinol as mm-hmm. a nighttime serum. Retinol, whether you have acne or whether you're concerned with aging or anything in between that, retinol is one of those gold standards in beauty. It works on all skin types and all skin tones. It reduces acne. It corrects any damage from acne. It corrects 
any type of unevenness in pigment. And studies have really shown that even if you use retinol one time a week, let's say you're super sensitive to retinol, even if you use it once a week, you still have a lot of benefit from it. So that's something that is if you're thinking about what's great skincare, retinol as an ingredient is something to look for. In your ideal world, how often should someone be using retinol? Like maybe they start with once a week, but how often would you want them to use it? Is it every night? What's What do you recommend? I think ideally, I would say every other night at the age I am now, I use it nightly, but it really it really does depend on how much your skin can take because it is a very active ingredient. And I think one of the kind of the downsides to all the social media and all the information we have access to is I find that clients really are overwhelmed by all the information. And they're like, I need a vitamin C, I need a stem cell, I need a retinol, I need a this or that. And so then everybody's just throwing everything on their faces. And we're back to that me starting out as a facialist in, in the early two thousands where everybody was doing everything the same and that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So retinol at night, uh, every other night would be great. And then for morning, wash your face again, because you want to wash off the retinol that you've been, that you had at night and then start really simple, either with a really nice vitamin C serum or a hyaluronic acid serum, something like and just sort of simple erase the word clean because I didn't mean clean like clean beauty clean I just meant sort of a a simple formula instead of a formula that has 8,000 active ingredients and then sunscreen no matter what skin tone you are everybody needs sunscreen the sun doesn't really do anything positive for us skin wise as we get older those things become revealed to us like oh why did I lay out so much or why did I not listen more it's just one of those non-negotiables. So those are sort of like the basics. What are your favorite sunscreens? Because I like, I'm obsessed with sunscreen. Like I wear it, even if it's raining outside, I, I just feel like everyone needs to wear a sunscreen. Yes. But something that people say is that, oh, like it's, it's like not working for me. It's too oily. So do you have any like specific ones that you love and you can, and you can recommend? Well, at my salon, we carry a line called MD Solar Science. It was a a line of sunscreens created by a board of 12 different dermatologists. They have a variety of sunscreens that work for different skin tones at different SPFs, but they have a beauty balm sunscreen in two types of shades. And that one tends to work for everybody. And it's an SPF 45 or 50. And that one is something that we recommend regularly just because it doesn't make you look chalky. Something typically that doesn't make people break out. I also really love Glow Screen by Supergoop. Supergoop is amazing. I mean, they have great sunscreens. So good. Totally. Their sunscreens are great, but that one in particular, I love just wearing that on naked skin because it does, it gives you like a little bit of a, a glow for anybody, even even my husband likes to use it. I think it just makes your skin look nice. And then Supergoop also makes one, like if you're going to be on vacation and you're in the sun, you need to reapply sunscreen a lot. And Supergoop has a, I think it's called the glow stick. It's like just a stick and you can just kind of rub it on your face or body parts. It's really easy to reapply. You can reapply it even if your skin is slightly wet. It doesn't wash off easily. And that's something that I, I just take with me everywhere because I get a a lot of pigment. And certainly when you have kids, you want to just call them over to the edge of the pool and be like, come here, 
Let me put more sunscreen on you. If someone is wearing makeup, what do they do then? What kind of sunscreen can they use? That's a great question. I really love Supergroup has a translucent powder that's SPF 45 that I like to reapply when I'm wearing makeup. Like I'll, I'll dust it all over my face when I go out to lunch, when I'm at work. Or if I'm going to be sitting in the car, even I'll, I have one in my purse and I just dust it all over my face. It's just a way of keeping your sunscreen active on your skin without layering and layering. And certainly when you're wearing makeup, you don't want to mess it up. And I feel like translucent powder is something that everybody likes to have anyway. You mm-hmm. don't want to, you want to look like shiny and glowy, but not too over greasy. I got to get that one. It's yeah. Good. Couldn't it's agree good. more. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is a really good tip. And like, my God, I feel like everyone wants to know what that product is that they can use when they're wearing makeup. So this is a great tip. We talked about, or you talked about cleansing skin and obviously like at night. Now there is like a lot of conversation and contradiction about whether you're also supposed to cleanse your face with an actual cleanser in the morning, or if it's just enough to splash water on your face. What are your thoughts here? Well, I use products that are specifically designed for the skin at night, like a retinol. Mm -hmm. So you need to get all that stuff off of your face and start with a clean palette. Like just splashing water on your face doesn't really get it off. Certainly if you have super sensitive skin and you're not using retinol, perhaps splashing water on your face is good enough, but it's very rare that that's the case. Most people could use cleansing their skin in the morning. And I, I just think it starting with that clean, fresh palette, and then applying your daytime skincare, you're ensuring that the skincare is really going to penetrate into your skin properly and that you don't have just residue of other things on your face. How do you feel about oils? Do you like them or do you prefer moisturizers? Do you just recommend that someone carries on with their day with a hyaluronic acid? You know, I'm obsessed with face oils. I have two in my line. I use face oil every single day. I think that face oils kind of, there's that fear factor. You hear the word oil and you're kind of like, I I don't want to put, I don't use oils on my skin. But you know, whether, when you break out, there is something to be said for fighting oil with oil. If you're constantly stripping your skin of all of its natural oils, because you're, you're fearful of breaking out, all you're doing is telling your skin to produce more oil. So Mm -hmm. If you're using something that has jojoba oil in it, you're actually signaling the skin to stop producing so much oil that there's enough on your face. Oils are also really great if you have sensitive skin because oils uh, calm inflammation in the face and oils are really handy for holding hydration in the skin. If you feel like your skin dehydrates as the day goes on and you're sitting at your computer at three o'clock and you just feel like you aged throughout the day, you could put an oil on top of your hyaluronic acid serum and that will hold the moisture in your face better. So I love oils. So what are your favorites? Like I know you have the vitamin C oil, right? And you're in your line. I'm, yep. I'm pretty sure. You're yeah, correct. that one is, it's it's great. I've used it before and it's it's really a great product. But what makes that oil so special? And like, what should someone look out for when they're purchasing an oil? Because I know that some are like, they can make you break out. So like, what is it that they should avoid and what should they look for? Well, I would, so the rescue serum, which is my vitamin C has uh, squalene 
in it, which is what makes it that oily texture. It's, so it's squalene and vitamin C. Squalene is a great ingredient because it's typically very soothing and most people's skin can tolerate it, which is why I have that in that product. Jojoba oil is another oil that typically everybody can tolerate because it's most similar to our own sebum. So if you're struggling with breaking out, something with jojoba oil can be really excellent for you because again, it'll, it'll signal the skin to stop overproducing oil. I think essential oils sometimes can be really tricky to use on the skin. And if you're struggling with breakouts, perhaps that's, perhaps that's not the direction I would go in, but I would say a squalene or a jojoba are two really great oils to look out for just because most people can tolerate it and it doesn't really interfere with, with acne or with, with breaking out so, so much. But again, it just, it more depends on the formula that you're, Mm. that you're using. And really with anything, I encourage people test it out, like on a patch of skin right by your ear, because you'll be able to tell right away if your skin likes it or not. And there's no such thing in my mind. There's no such thing as, oh, your skin has to get used to it. That is so old school. It's embarrassing. If if something goes onto your face and it doesn't feel good, wash it off and don't use it again. Let's, let's kind of like go to the mindset that you know your own skin the best. You know your skin better than me. I can make re- recommendations of what I think, but then I want you to try it so that you can see how it feels for you. I love that. That's such good advice. And a lot of people have really kind of bad experiences with skincare and then they keep at it, hoping that their skin adjusts and that their skin and maybe not the product just not working for their skin. And it's, I don't know, like it can be like such a toxic cycle. It's so toxic. And I think it's, it's an unfortunate byproduct of, of kind of the culture that we built around beauty and, and, and fashion even. It feels exclusionary. It feels, I can't tell you how many clients have come in the first time for facials with me and said, well, I just wasn't born with good skin. I'm just not lucky. And, and they feel like there's no hope for them. Actually, I went to Los Angeles two months ago before the Emmys and I had two clients like I, I've never met them before. They came in for facials with me and I was like, tell me about your skin. And they just burst out crying because you feel like you're broken and there's nothing anybody can do for you. But one of my kind of missions in life is to teach people that genetics, there are a lot of studies on, on you know, the effect of genetics on the body when it comes to how physically healthy we are. And genetics is only a small portion of, of, of what matters. Mm-hmm. Lifestyle, the products that we use, what we think of ourselves, how stressed or, or happy we are during the day. All of those things matter almost more than, than the way you were born. You know what I mean? And so for me, it gives you a lot a lot of hope and a lot of, a lot of stuff to work with. And that's where I dig in. It's so true. And it's, it's really empowering to hear you say that. And I know that a lot of people will kind of like feel that that resonates with them. So thank you for sharing that. What is the most common skin issue you see? I think that over the course of the, the 20 plus years I've been giving facials, the most common thing is the overuse of an exfoliation or zero exfoliation. 
it seems to be one or the other. Like either somebody is using acid in every step of their routine, because again, they think that they have horrible skin, that it needs to be burnt off and that's the only thing that will help, but that's not really working. Or people are so afraid of damaging their skin, they don't do anything at all. And it's kind of like skin is like the like the full body. Skin likes balance. Skin skin mm-hmm. likes homeostasis. And it's just a window into what's happening on the insides of our bodies. So like you're putting acid on your face in your cleanser, toner, serum, moisturizer, night serum, all this stuff. Your skin it, it's not gonna be at its best. It's gonna be raw, it's gonna be dry. It's, it's going to look dull. Um, and you'll still be struggling with breakouts because your balance is completely off. So it's, it's sort of striking that, that right balance. And, and it goes the same thing with overuse of active ingredients, wanting to throw everything in the kitchen sink on your face. I often tell clients, your skin is not in triage. Like it's not, you're acting like you're on life support, like with all the stuff you're putting on your skin. And it's just, it's not having a good reaction to that. And Mm -hmm. I try to applaud people for their effort. And then I try to edit out. So what are the, what are the essential things they should be doing? And I think it's like a kind of a a relief to hear that you don't have to do that much, that your, your skin doesn't need mouth to mouth resuscitation. It just needs like some, (laughs) some basic healthy ingredients to, to, to look your best. So how often should someone be using acids and do you recommend they use it in the day and the night? What are your favorite products? Give us an acid slash exfoliation 101. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I think acids, you know, in my mind should be used. It, it, It depends on the acid. If you're, if you're doing, let's say an exfoliation, like a a mask of some kind or an acid peel, that's kind of like a, a, once a week type of thing. I'm talking about a home thing. I like mandelic acid a lot or a lactic acid or salicylic because those things are, are generally speaking more tolerable for more people's skin. Um, mandelic mm-hmm. specifically is a very, very gentle acid. In terms of kind of regular exfoliation throughout the week, I really like kind of a combo of a, a scrub and an acid. Like maybe if you scrub your T-zone, but then it's a mask and you leave it on. My exfoliating mask is like that. And there are a few other products in the market that are like that. Something that you scrub out your blackheads on your nose, but you don't need to scrub your whole face. You just leave something on and let it sit. But I would say in winter months, once a week for exfoliation in general is very typical. And in summer when it's more humid and you're sweating more and it's hotter outside than twice a week is more typical. And then things like salicylic acid can be something that you can use in a cleanser every day, depending on the strength of it. I don't, I don't hate using salicylic acid every day. I think it's great because it keeps your pores cleaner. It brightens your skin and it's, it's a really great tool, but it just depends on what kind of skin you have. Again, goes back to your thing of not everything works for everyone. You have to find like what works for you. Yeah. And I think with exfoliation, really learn to feel what that feels like. Does it feel like a lot of people like the burning sensation of a peel and, and that's great, but you know, that doesn't mean that you should do it five days a week, do it once a week. That's good. That's enough. 
Talk to me about masks. Like how often should someone be using a mask and what are your favorites? I think a mask, depending on what it is, you could use a mask once or twice a week. I typically like to recommend using masks after exfoliation because I think you've just exfoliated and created this fresh palette. Why not put a mask over that and really have some good ingredients sinking into your Mm -hmm. skin to really give yourself kind of a mini facial at home. I have a whole set of sheet masks in my line because I like for people to kind of prescribe what they need and, and choose what they need. But masks that I love outside of that, I mean, I, I love using Renee Rouleau has a couple of masks in her line that I like. I'm obsessed with her masks. They're so, so good. And her, her very, very acid peel, the one that looks like grape jelly on your face. Honestly, I love that one a lot too, as like your once a week exfoliation and you do feel like a good burn when you put it on, but like you're not raw when you take Mm -hmm. it off. It's like a very, a very nice perk up for your skin. So that one's really nice back to, if we're talking about back to exfoliating. Yeah. Those are kind of like Tatcha makes a couple of good ones. You know, I, I, I dabble in different things depending on what I feel like I I want to do. I'm also a really big believer in like creating a moment for yourself at home. So yeah, foliate, throw on a mask and get into the bathtub and throw some like Epsom salts in there and something to relax you and just have like a full chill out for like a half an hour. I feel like we don't give enough credit to just having sort of a, a de-stressor for the end of the week or, or preparing for Monday's workday by just having that calming energy of self-care for yourself on a Sunday night. It's so true. And it makes such a difference. Like I had the founder of new face Tara on the podcast and she taught me like she, so she, she like basically gives herself a facial in the shower. She has like a long shower and exfoliates her face and has a mask on in the shower. And I started doing that and it's, I don't know, it feels like a mini facial at home, like once a week. And it's such a nice little ritual. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, we have to kind of work healthy rituals into our lives if we want to be healthy. And certainly I think the past year and a half has shown us that no matter what's going on, it's, it's, it's a positive thing to take care of yourself and it's not, it shouldn't be considered fancy or extra. It should just be a part of our daily lives that, that we, we look after ourselves Yeah. Yeah, totally. So if someone is to come get a facial, what is it that they should ask for? I think what you should be thinking about is like, what's your goal for your skin? Typically a starting off point for us at my salons is let's do, let's do a deep cleansing treatment to start out with. Let's get all your pores clean. Let's do more of a traditional style facial just to kind of like create this perfect palette and let's get you on a good routine. And then we can kind of discuss what your goals are, whether it be like, I want my skin to look brighter, or I want to break out less or whatever. I have a wedding in six months that I'm preparing for whatever your goals are, that should be a part of the first, that first conversation with your first facial. And then you should be given like kind of a map of how you're going to get to that goal. And that's no matter what salon you go to or what facialist you go to, that should be how it 
is rolled out. This is my goal. How do I get here? But typically most people need like a good old fashioned cleanse to start out with, especially if you haven't had a facial in a long time or ever, that's a good starting off point. And usually we'll, we'll do a peel or something. And then we kind of map out what technologies we're going to incorporate into your life to make, make that dream skin happen for you. So what are the kind of technologies that you're loving right now? Like any, any really cool things that people should know about? Well, I've always been obsessed with LED light therapy, which, you know, red and near infrared light. I have full beds of that in the salon. I'm the patent holder of the beds that we created, reduces inflammation, increases collagen production, corrects sun damage and all. It's all good. For everybody and it's not invasive so that's a great one just as like a, a baseline for everybody i still love microcurrent and that's still something that i i do a lot of but like newer technologies that i'm obsessed with would have to be microneedling with radio frequency which is a newer technology for us so we have a machine that we put needles into your face and then once the needles are in we shoot radio frequency in there so radio frequency increases collagen production and when the needles are in your face like that it completely remodels your collagen so if you have acne scars if you're worried about elasticity if you're worried about hyperpigmentation there are so many skin concerns that are addressed with this particular service it's not for everybody. It's a minimally invasive treatment as opposed to completely non-invasive because we're breaking the skin's barrier. Mm -hmm. But we do stem cell mask over it. We do cryotherapy. We do LED. So it's a really incredible service. And I, I, I mean, I'm completely obsessed with it. It's the wave of the future. That is so cool. How often should someone be coming to get this if it does suit their skin? And also afterwards, I want to ask you about the stem cell mask. That sounds so cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So if if you qualify to have the treatments, which is really a one-on-one type thing, you could get once a month for three months and do that once a year. Or if you're a little bit older, I get... I get a microneedling facial every month and it really like, it's, it's like a, a facelift for me. It's an, it's unbelievable. I mean, I can't say enough about it, but it refines your pores. It does a lot of things previously as estheticians, we wouldn't have been able to do for you. So it really gives us a lot of, a lot of exciting ways to treat the skin and it, and it's very cutting edge. It's, it's very, God. very cool. Oh my gosh. Okay. I got to bring my mom next time she's in New York. Like I have to bring her for that because like she's, she's wanting to do something that's like minimally invasive. And that sounds like just exactly right up her alley. So yeah, that sounds amazing. Totally, totally. And I'm doing it on a lot of the actors that come to the salon just because it's something that again, it doesn't change your face. It just gives you more collagen. Who doesn't need that? (laughs) Who doesn't want more collagen? Yes. Yes, please. (laughs) So everyone wants to look younger. What are your tips? Like, obviously there's these technologies that someone can come in for, like anything else. And also how often should they be coming in to get their facial if they want their skin to like continue to be like youthful, like preventatively, if you, if you will. Well, as an esthetician, I think it's a really normal thing to come in for facials on a monthly basis, even 
when you're younger, just because having somebody give you a professional exfoliation, really look at your skin, tweak your product usage at home, make sure that your kind of your skin's on track is really normal. If it's, if you've never had a facial before, and that sounds like a lot, then I would recommend coming once a season because your skin changes so much from season to season. And typically skin needs a real kind of change in routine based on season and based on what you're, what you're doing in life. So minimally once a quarter and with the idea that as you get, as you mature, you're going to want to step it up a little bit more often than that in terms of kind of anti-aging and, and different tools. I mean, if you don't want to do something minimally invasive, radio frequency, again, is a non-invasive uh, tool that we have at the salon. It requires more of your time, but it does boost collagen production by nearly 20% when you do it in a series, but that's more of a time commitment for you. It's like a once a week visit for like eight weeks or something like that, but that's amazing. We're doing cryotherapy on the skin, which is really incredible for the face. It's really reduces inflammation. It increases circulation and it just makes everything lift and tighten. That's non-invasive. It's really about finding what's the combination that's right for you. And that's why you come for visits. That's why you have a professional look at your skin. And what was the stem cell mask that you were talking about? It's my twilight mask. So it's something that you can do at home. The stem cell uh, complex is made from 39 different fruits and vegetables. So it's sort of like a super stem cell. It is just the most, it's meant to be very soothing and healing for the skin. It's super hydrating. But when you do microneedling and throw some stem cells on top of that, oh my God, your skin looks like, it looks so good. It's unreal. And so when you come for that service, we actually give you a box of masks and you do one a day for five days. And you, you look like a princess when I'm done. <laughs> okay. I, I like, you're really selling me on this, Joanna. I feel like I need to like come in immediately. You know, if I, <laughs> if I wasn't a client of that service, maybe I would be less enthusiastic, but I, it's just something like, I never thought I'd be able to deliver such a result to a client as an esthetician, there's only so much you can do with your hands or, or with something non-invasive. And this has just given me my passion to make someone feel like great about themselves. So it's something that really has boosted, given me a, a new reason to, to live. That is so cool. Okay. I got to look into this. Aside from skincare, what are other factors that are super important for amazing skin? Like any like lifestyle hacks, like what food, like anything outside of just like the, the kind of things that we've talked about? Yeah. So I like to tell people it's not about, you don't have to be perfect. There's nobody on this earth that's perfect, including me. But having good skin is all about making better choices for yourself. And it, you have to think of it more like, less like I'm your teacher or your mom, and more like what's going to make you feel better about you. So like, yes, mm -hmm. if you don't sleep enough, your skin's not going to be good and you're not going to look good. You're not going to feel good. So sleep is a factor. Making better choices with your diet um, is really important. I'm not really like a big believer in, in preaching like no sugar, no gluten, no dairy, because that's silly. It's, and it's impossible. You're mm -hmm. going to slip up, but, but like 
kind of you're struggling with acne, really try to focus on making every meal really be about the amount of greens and multicolored vegetables and fruits that you can get in your body in that meal and less about, I need a treat. I had a bad day. The treat for yourself is that you will feel better about yourself if you make a, a, a better choice of a dinner, let's say. Skin is really tied to your digestion. It's just, that's an unfortunate truth. So again, the skin is a window into what's happening inside your body. And if you're struggling with something with your skin, that is definitely something to be addressed. Does that mean if you have ice cream that you're a bad person? No but try before you have ice cream to eat a giant salad so you have less ice cream. That's all. And then things like washing your face at night before bed without fail, even if you've had too much to drink, or even if you are so tired and had a rotten day, do that for yourself. It'll make you feel better. Yeah. I love that simple and like genuinely like great, great tips. Like I found that when I have more vegetables and my, like I'm, I'm, eating like nutrient dense foods, my skin is the first thing to reflect that. Like it, it just has like a glow to it. And it, I mean, it, it really is like something so simple. Like everyone can go have more vegetables, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I think like other things like exercise is a big factor into how much you have that glow about you and doesn't have to mean like you have to hire a trainer or make it really difficult. Take a walk every night after mm-hmm. work, de-stress yourself because stress is actually worse for your collagen than anything else that I could name. So if you don't have a way of handling the stress in your life and really like calming down, if you have a stressful life, then that's going to be a problem moving forward. You're going to start to, to feel like you're melting. You know what I mean? So it, it's like little things like that. that don't have to be so tricky or difficult or require equipment or Mm -hmm. gym memberships, but just being thoughtful about how to put something into practice that's really livable for you. Love that. Joanna, this has been amazing. Tell everyone where they can find you. JoannaVargas.com. If you want to learn about treatments and stuff at Joanna Vargas on Instagram, or my personal one is at Joanna Vargas NYC. New York and LA are where the salons are. So you can email questions or reach out in the DMs. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value, don't forget to rate the show and leave a review. It takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so I can keep bringing on awesome guests. If you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday, so come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people, learn and unlearn, and have a lot of fun. See you next week.